Welcome to Walkinverse. We're going to expose tyranny and share the truth. So sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome back. It's me, Kev. Today is February 21st, 2022. And this is report number 51. If you enjoyed the report, please leave a comment and a like on your favorite listening platform. As an independent journalist, consider joining my free newsletter for nonsense and information. Links are provided in the podcast description. Thank you. The United States has lost its way and forgot one of its core tenets, thou shall not kill. Mass murder of children and cruel experiments by the U.S. government started a long time ago in the name of science. The same type of science we see today, and the same type the Nazis used in the 30s. In 1973, the Supreme Court of the United States dishonored their oath. They legalized abortion even with the knowledge of the inhumane experiments on these children. Then in 1972, a whistleblower came forward and exposed the barbaric acts committed. Pittsburgh University could no longer hide the evil they embraced. Quote, it was repulsive to watch live fetuses being packed in ice while still moving and trying to breathe, then being rushed to some laboratory. And here, a medical student later discussed the experience of examining various organs of a once-live baby, end quote. Miss Willamie Dick, testimony before the Abortion Law Commission in 1972. Then the experiments begin. From the 30s through the 60s, Davenport Hooker removed babies from their mother's womb. He used a surgical procedure for his bidding. The purpose? He wanted to see how long they stay alive. Quote, immediately following a surgical abortion by hysterotomy performed on unnamed women at a nearby living hospital, Hooker took the 17-week-old fetuses to an observation room. He touched and stroked the face, body, arms, and legs as a motion picture camera recorded the fetuses' corresponding movement and reflexes. Over the next 31 years, Hooker would observe more than 150 fetuses and prematurely born infants in this manner. The project resulted in over 40 articles and one nine-minute medical film and contributed information and photographic stills to numerous scientific and popular publications. And quote, Emily K. Wilson, a forensic anthropologist. And as reported by author Lynn Morgan, Hooker ran further grotesque tests. He collected 25 week-old fetuses for a study. He wanted to understand the physical endurance these babies possessed before they died. Quote, snatched a glass rod while weighing three grams from the scientist's hand, waved it feebly but triumphantly for an instant before the spark of life went out, end quote. In another research paper from the 60s, Dr. Robert Goodlin expressed the goals. Quote, our goal was to keep the fetus alive. Cutting the fetus open was sometimes necessary to observe heart action and other times to massage the heart, end quote. They butchered these babies without remorse or penalty, and it was all in the name of science. And due to these types of experiments, an uprising occurred against these madmen. In 1972, a protest broke out at the University of Stanford. Doctors such as Goodlin ran experiments on fetuses with no form of consent whatsoever. The protest leader, Mark Swedenson, could no longer sit silent. He had enough of these barbaric acts, quote, while an artificial womb would be an unquestionable, useful article, we object to the means Dr. Goodlin has taken to achieve his ends. 
His experiments have involved cruel acts, such as slicing open the rib cages of still living aborted fetuses in order to observe their hearts. We hold that the abortions which killed these children, as well as Dr. Gilden's experiments on them in their dying moments, constitute violation of human rights. No human being should be made into an involuntary guinea pig, no matter how much a doctor wants him as a subject. This is especially true when the child is as helpless as Dr. Gillen's victims, and then the experiments involve such cruelty, end quote. Mark Swinson. Other experiments included the use of salt solution. They submerged living aborted fetuses to only see if they could breathe oxygen through their skins. Reported by the New York Times, one of the 15 babies lasted 20 hours before they died. In another study, by the Case Western Reserve University, they sliced off the heads of living fetuses, quote, Another experiment at Case Western Reserve University examined fetal brain metabolism of glucose. The research used heads severed from live human fetuses, end quote, which now leads us back to the NIH, Fauci, and the University of Pittsburgh. The U.S. government funds human experiments. The University of Pittsburgh partnered with Planned Parenthood. Together, they continue experimentation for animal and human hybrids. In their studies, they remove the aborted baby skin from their scalp, fat, and liver tissue. Then they graft the body parts onto a rodent's ribcage. Quote, Human skin tissues were obtained from the scalp and dorsums of donors and were used in developing human skin engraftments with and without hair in the mouse model, respectively. Full thickness human fetal skin was processed via removal of excess fat tissue attached to the subcutaneous layer of the skin, then engrafted over the rib cage where the mouse skin was previously excised, end quote. These experiments have direct approval from the NIH under Anthony Fauci's leadership. In 2019, they paid scientists 235000 in taxpayers' funds to understand how the immune cells of humanized mouse and rat models react to human fetal tissue. But the funds from NIH didn't stop with the scientists. They supplied the University of Pittsburgh $3.2 million in taxpayers' money to harvest organs. These organs came from alive, full-term, aborted babies, which ranged from 6 to 42 weeks old. Their main goal? Turn the University of Pittsburgh into a central hub of human trafficking. The specialty? Fetal tissue and baby parts for biomedical procurement companies. Quote, Infants in the womb, some old enough to be viable, are being aborted alive and killed for organ harvesting in order to bring in millions of dollars in taxpayers' funding for Pitt and the Planned Parenthood abortion business it supports. People are outraged by such disregard for the lives of the vulnerable. Law enforcement and public officials should act immediately to bring the Nix Kermit Gosnell to justice under the law. End quote. David Daladin. Over the last decade, the university collected baby organs. These organs included livers, hearts, gonads, legs, brains, and tissue, such as kidney, uterus, and bladder. And without the help of Anthony Fauci's NIH, none of this would have been possible. Quote, The documents show taxpayer money is being used to turn the University of Pittsburgh into a one-stop human fetal tissue shop from procuring the tissue from elective abortions, subdividing the human remains, to distributing and shipping the harvested tissue. End quote. Judicial Watch President Tom Fenton. His criminal acts caught the attention of Senator Chuck Grassley, Republican of Iowa. 
His committee found concrete evidence Planned Parenthood sold the body parts for profit. As stated by the Center for Medical Progress head, David Daladin, quote, it's long overdue, and that the sale of aborted baby parts is the greatest human atrocity of our time and must finally be brought to justice under the law, end quote. But the question we must answer, will it? Or will those in power follow lockstep with Margaret Sanger's ideology? The founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, once stated the need for sterilization. Those affected under her rule were those with mental and physical disabilities. They included morons, mental defectives, and epileptics, who, she said, must be dealt with immediately. She believed the government should force her agenda on the population. Sterilization and eradication of all those less fortunate should be mandatory. Her steps were as follows. 1. Sterilize those with mental and physical disabilities, including morons, mental defectives, and epileptics. 2. Segregate on a state-run concentration farms a much broader public of impoverished and criminal citizens, including paupers, prostitutes, drug addicts, illiterates, and the unemployed. She also maintained that if these individuals would reform to her standards and accept sterilization, they could rejoin society. Her goal is the same as today's DNC for those unvaxxed. 15 to 20 million U.S. citizens locked up in state-run camps. 3. Any woman with a disease of any kind, such as heart disease, must practice birth control at all times, no exceptions, and at all costs, get them to agree to sterilization. Not only did she outline the plan, laws passed across the nation which enforce her ideology. Anyone deemed unfit, sterilized against their will. And as Chief Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr. believed, quote, it's the state's constitutional right to sterilize anyone they consider unacceptable as people's rights have no place when a person becomes a burden to the state, end quote. He also believed three generations of imbeciles are enough. I'll leave you to decipher his intentions. Because of Sanger's inhumane initiatives, over 70,000 women never experienced motherhood. She condemned them as unfit. Her victims, any woman in prison or on welfare. She despised the unfit, but hated the black population with venom. In a letter to Clarence Gamble in 1939, she wrote, quote, We don't want word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. And the African-American minister is the man who can straighten out that idea if it ever occurs to any other more rebellious members. End quote. In closing, the DNC has never left Sanger's roots of genocide. It took hold in the Roosevelt administration of the 30s and carries forward in the illegal Biden administration of today, where Biden believes the black population has one purpose, test for experiments. Quote, they are used to being experimented on, the Tuskegee experiment, and others, end quote. They'll continue to abort the unborn for profit, and I guarantee you, their next target will be anyone who dares to go against their grain. The house divided cannot stand. We either unify or die as enslaved people on the DNC plantation. If you enjoyed the episodes, please consider membership for $5 a month. You'll gain access to all past, present, and future e-reports and books, as well as any member-only content. 
The link is in the description of the episode. If you have any questions, topics, or comments, please send me an email at walkinverse at protonmail.com. That's W-A-L-K-I-N-V-E-R-S-E at P-R-O-T-O-N-N-A-I-L.com. And until next time, keep the faith, stay safe, and peace.